Welcome back to the channel. Since Justice Alito's draft decision that would affect Roe v. Wade was leaked, I've heard something a lot that I haven't heard in a very long time. That is the assertion that abortion is murder. Just last week, the Louisiana House of Representatives rejected a piece of legislation that would have declared abortion to be murder. Louisiana is very conservative on such issues, and yet rejected that approach. So, is abortion murder? The Dr. Reality Vodcast with Dave Champion. Abortion is, for some people, an extremely emotional subject. Uh, just about a week ago, I did a presentation in which I analyzed the certain specific language used by Alito in the draft decision that got released to the public. I expressed my concern that if certain language that Alito had used in his draft wound up in the actual decision of the court, that one very likely consequence would be that the United States Supreme Court would then after be foreclosed from protecting non-enumerated rights, such as are found under the umbrella of the Ninth Amendment. My presentation had nothing to do with the abortion question, nor did I express my position concerning abortion. Nevertheless, there were people, commenters on that video, that excoriated me, claiming that I was making a surreptitious argument in support of abortion. So the only way I can interpret their emotional response is we don't like what you're saying because it might put at risk a decision that that they want, which is to strike down Roe v. Wade. Again, I'm not going to share my opinion one way or another, but they want Roe struck down. And so they viewed my analysis as uh, potentially deleterious to their agenda. Therefore, since they're strongly, 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 strongly anti-abortion, I'm the enemy, then I must be pro-abortion, even though I never stated my views concerning abortion, and it was just a legal analysis of specific language used by Alito. In today's presentation, I want to look at this abortion issue from another angle, which is, is abortion murder? And again, I'm going to look at it from the legal side of things, not what somebody thinks in their head, who knows nothing about the law. Where does the law come down on abortion potentially being murdered? This is a legal analysis. And I fully expect that I'm going to be excoriated by the same emotionally driven people who say, oh, your legal analysis is deleterious to our agenda, therefore you're a hateful baby killer! By the way, I'll put the link to that first presentation down in the notes. So, is abortion legally murder? And I want to draw your specific attention to the word legally, because really that's all that matters. I mean, you you may believe that your position is, is based on some framework of morality, and that's okay if you think that, but obviously if the law does not comprehend abortion as murder, then no one is ever going to be prosecuted for murder, and therefore your view that it is murder comes to nothing in society. So that's why I want to draw the distinction between what a certain person may believe in their heart of hearts versus what the law says. 
My first inclination, as always, is to get into the fine detail, <laughs> to get very granular about this. So what I was going to do is I was going to take you through all of the essential elements that a prosecutor has to bring into the courtroom in order to sustain a charge of murder. I mean, they can't even get past the first court appearance unless they can show that they are presenting the necessary elements to the jury. But... I decided not to do that. And the reason is that would make it um, unduly complex when the answer to our inquiry today can be answered much more quickly by simply looking at court precedent. What have the courts said consistently for all of the existence of the United States? Now, with that said, it, perhaps it was best articulated by the Florida Supreme Court in a case called the State of Florida v. Ashley and Ashley v. State of Florida. Yes, that whole thing, the inversion, State of Florida versus Ashley and Ashley versus State of Florida is the entire name of the case, and it was decided in 1997. So let me share with you a few quotes from that decision. At common law. While a third party could be held criminally liable for causing injury or death to a fetus, the pregnant woman could not be. Close quote. Continuing the next relevant quote from the case, ultimately, immunity from prosecution for the pregnant woman was grounded in the, quote, wisdom of experience, as placed in quotes, in the decision. And this... The common law that was in effect July 4th, 1776, continues to be the law of Florida to the extent that it is consistent with the constitutions and statutory laws of the United States and Florida. Close quote. In short, there is no legal history or tradition in the United States that would contemplate abortion being murder even back to and including the era of the Founding Fathers. Conservative columnist Kevin Williams once tweeted that women who get an abortion should be hanged. And there we have, in that one sentiment, the entire crux of the issue. Some sources say that by age 45, one in four American women will have an abortion. Not saying it's discretionary or for medical needs or due to rape or, or what have you. It's just that sometime by the age of 45, one in four women in the United States will have had an abortion. Now, even if you don't like or believe that statistic, even if you want to believe it's one in five, one in six, one in seven, one in eight, one in ten, it doesn't matter because the principle that we're going to discuss right now is still relevant no matter what that exact ratio is. No one. No one. Even the people who you hear say, abortion is murder, do not want to see their daughters, their sisters, their aunts, their nieces, or any other female family relative put in jail for decades or executed, put to death for having an abortion. That sentence that I just said, you can go back and listen to it again, that sentence that I just said is exactly why abortion is not murder currently in the U.S., and there is no history or tradition of abortion being considered murder 
in the entire history of the United States, including the era of the Founding Fathers. In fact, I will share with you that although the era of the Founding Fathers clearly was more puritanical than is society today, abortion was far more commonplace than you might imagine, and in particular in the upper social strata, such as the strata that was occupied by the Founding Fathers. And in fact, in that social strata, most of the abortions were intended to preserve the facade of the ethos of puritanical nature of society. So whether it was somebody, a, a gentleman who had an affair, was, for instance, a married woman, and she became pregnant, and so an abortion was needed, or whether there was a, a 15-year-old daughter, that was, and the father and the mother were contemplating marriage to another family, but if she was not chaste, then that would not be possible, so well, they would get the child would be aborted. And so I mean, there was a lot of reasons that abortions took place in the era of the Founding Fathers, especially in that upper social stratum. And of course, then as now, none of the mothers who generally the ones who arranged the abortions back in those days, and, and the, the fathers typically weren't even told about it. I mean, they knew, but like the mother didn't sit down at dinner and go, so Frank, let me tell you, I'm arranging an abortion for our daughter. The men knew but it wasn't discussed like that. Whether it was the mother, whether it was the father, aunts, uncles, nobody wanted those women who had an abortion to go to prison for decades or be hanged. Nobody wanted that then or now. I think it's really important as we hear people say that line, abortion is murder, that we all keep in mind that person isn't being genuine. Despite the fact that they may say the words, they also don't want, as an example, their 19-year-old daughter who goes out and have an has an abortion to be put in prison for decades or executed by the state. That said, the important part of this presentation uh, is not <laughs> what they really want despite the words they may be using. It's the fact that abortion is not murder, in any of the 50 states, in any of the possessions, territories, or under federal law, it's not going to be, and there is no history or tradition in the entire history of America that would consider abortion murder. Legally speaking, that's where the entire matter stands. And that will be unaffected by any decision the U.S. Supreme Court releases probably in about six-ish weeks from now that may affect Roe. In other words, striking down Roe or perhaps changing the boundaries of Roe or modifying the contours that the courts will use when examining Roe, whatever the change may be, nothing about that Supreme Court decision will change any of the legal reality concerning abortion as murder that we've discussed here today. While we're discussing the issue of what people say or people think about the law as opposed to what the law actually is, I'd like to direct your attention to income tax shattering the myths because it's a very similar scenario to what we just discussed in the difference between what people perceive or might perceive or might want versus what actually exists. Now, you may be surprised to, to know that there are a lot of people who actually love the income tax and, and want the income tax to continue as it's understood by the public. And when you show them what Congress has and has not done concerning the imposition of the income tax, they become inflamed. Now, that's an emotional thing, right, when they become inflamed. 
I think the important thing for 99% of us is, is not the emotional response. It is to know what the law really is. And I want to be very clear with you, crystal clear with you. Listening? Congress has never imposed the income tax on the ordinary American, gets up in the morning, has a cup of coffee, gets the kids fed, off to school, goes to work, does whatever he or she does for a living, brings home the money to sustain the household. Congress has never, ever imposed the income tax on that person. And the only reason that people believe the Congress has done that is because they are the victims of one of the largest, most successful propaganda campaigns in all of human history, which is an absolutely horrible thing because the propaganda campaign has been perpetrated by the United States government. And then by that propaganda campaign convincing the vast majority of Americans that yes, when they go to work and earn some money, they owe the federal government some. Convincing Americans of that lie has created what I refer to in income tax shattering the myth as the largest financial crime in the history of the world. And here's another very important part. Listening? Okay. So there's this group over here that believes the government propaganda. They actually believe that, the, that Congress imposed the income tax on the ordinary Americans' earnings and that everybody has to pay, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And then you've got this group over here, which is considerably smaller. They know none of that is true. And they know that because they read the law with their own two eyes. They've read the decisional laws of the United States Supreme Court, not once, but time and time again concerning upon whom the income tax has been imposed. They have seen the statutes and how they've been structured and how the government uses the way the statutes and the regulations were structured to buffalo the American people through one of its most successful propaganda campaigns. They've seen the Treasury decisions, where the Secretary of the Treasury has been very clear about the imposition of the income tax. They've seen the Treasury orders that say time and time and time and time and time again that the only people who are to use Form 1040 is non-resident aliens with U.S. source income or their domestic representatives. They are aware that in the entire history of the income tax from 1913 onward, there is not a single treasury order, treasury decision, statute, or regula regulation in existence that says that you or me should file a anything, any income tax form whatsoever. Doesn't exist. But you believe it does for two reasons. You've been the victim of one of the largest propaganda campaigns in the history of the U.S., perpetrated by the American government, and you've never seen all the things we've just been discussing and a lot more. But the good news is you can. All you have to do is grab a copy of Income Tax Shattering the Mist. Do you know that, uh, that not a single reader of Income Tax Shattering the Mist has ever completed it and said, this is wrong, this is bad, this is, this is bad law, this guy's this guy not telling you the truth, and so on and so on. The kind of thing you see all the time on social media about various books and articles and so forth, you know, fake news, that whole thing. In 12 years, not a single reader has ever said that. And in fact, they say exactly the opposite. They say, 
oh my gosh, the evidence is so overwhelming. Overwhelming is an understatement. It is absolutely 1,000% conclusive. Congress has never imposed the income tax on you. So I'm going to encourage you to go to drreality.news and maybe grab yourself a copy, maybe learn something really, really interesting and useful and fantastic, and then make up your mind what you want to do about it. Oh, and while you're at drreality.news, also take a look at body science. I'm not going to share anything with you about it here right now, uh, but do read what body science is about. And then there's all sorts of reader reviews. Now, I say that because if you're interested in avoiding and preventing basically any chronic disease you can think of that's not genetic, of course, and you don't want to be part of that pool that has made America the most chronically ill society in the entire history of mankind, if you don't want to be in that pool, grab yourself a copy of Body Science, read it, and uh, you will have a healthy and happy life. And you can share that with your family members. Also, keep in mind that if you value this sort of presentation, by purchasing one of my books, you help me to continue to be here for you. Thanks for being here.